This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So... The only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the latest episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast. Chris Martin's goal a mere 100 seconds after the start of the game was enough to win this seven-side derby and leave City on 20 points after 11 games going into the latest international break. Technical problems barred me from hosting this episode and instead that task is handed over to Ian, who is joined by Dave Fevs and Mark offering their own insightful contribution. And I'd just like to say thanks to all those who've helped us reach 5,000 downloads in the 20 weeks that we've been going. Apologies for the technical problems we've had and sound quality. It's not too great today, but we're doing our best to sort those out. But we aren't sponsored by anybody uh, and we don't particularly have any wish to be. And therefore, we are doing this with uh, limited resources. But enjoy the listen and we'll be back again at some point during the international break before the game against Derby County. Eve's recording now. Right, let's go. So tonight, Bristol City uh, beat Cardiff 1-0 in a game where I was amazed to see that we had 45% um, possession, but we won and that's that. Um, Dave, Febs, what was your take on it? Um, Resolute performance, wasn't it? Um, Scoring so early. I think we're all all nice to to score early. I think it's really important to get the first goal as well. but after that, you know, we we just defended well, and I, I thought it wasn't too much trouble. They, you know, they whizzed a few balls across the box, but I thought we generally coped pretty well with them. And uh, yeah, fantastic three points. I don't think we know we want to play like that every game, but I think you come out of this. If we'd just been sat here last Saturday thinking we'd have come away with six points from from Norwich after Norwich, I think we'd been uh, carted off to somewhere where probably Donald Trump's going. So uh, no, fantastic. <laughs> Mark, Mark, what was the uh, what was what do you think the best thing about City's performance tonight was? Oh, the def- the defending. I mean, it's not something we expect to see, is it, Ian? I mean, we're we're not a side that can defend for long periods resolutely, and I think we defended far better in the second half than we did in the first, because I think Cardiff were breaking through in midfield. Wilson looked dangerous. They continually got the ball out to Hoylett and Joe Bennett on the left, and were flinging balls in. It seemed a matter of time. Callas was slightly off. Uh, more 
But in the second half, he stuck to him and the players alongside him all defended brilliantly, especially from corners and bent his position again. Absolutely superb. I don't think there's a better goalkeeper in this uh, position. No, there isn't. And I think he's one of the uh, few players that we've bought that we could actually sell for quite a lot more. Um, yeah. If we wanted to sell him, obviously. Uh, I what did you Calas, think, I thought, I thought Calas started off a bit shaky, to be perfectly honest. I, and I thought, oh, dear, opium can have a go off injured or have a mare. I think somebody needs to work with him on his, on his jumping. And his top timing because he's you saw it when he got smacked in the face when he ran he literally ran into the back of Kiefer Moore and um, he needs to do something. You're breaking up a bit, Ian. Actually, yeah, just just. Yeah, I I, you know, I, I, let's, let's just carry on that on that callous comment. For, for for me, when you're playing against a big striker, you've got the striker. Oh, and, and there I, we go. Right, you're back. You're back in, Ian. All right, and, and I we think, lost you for a couple. We lost you for thirty seconds. I think he. he goes, he jumps too. Sometimes you jump too early. And he gets over the top of the fella. And the fella can't get off the ground, but Callas falls over him. And you saw that yeah, tonight when a... he, he went racing into the back of Kiefer Moore. And there we got some players who aren't, you know, Naki Wells was playing wide on the left of mid. And, and that is not a natural position for Naki Wells. No, I mean it was like it was like they were playing against a, a brick wall a lot of the time with Kiefer Moore, and and you're right, he did go to ground a lot in the first half, Callas, and it looked like a question of time before Kiefer Moore was going to get a run on him, and get you know get on the end of one of those headers. But yeah. um, I remember they used to call Chris Ivalumo the flying wardrobe. I wonder if they could call something more like the flying lamppost because he's he's rather ungainly, and. You know, he's not too bad on the ground sometimes, but he got his game, his game really, he got worse and worse as the game went on. And I think the telling thing for us was the fact that Wilson was much more effective on the right flank getting crosses in. When they, when they moved Bakuna up there, they didn't have the same effect. Uh, but uh, Wilson looked much more threatening getting crosses in from the right side with his left foot. Once he moved inside, I thought the threat was gone and we saw it out quite easily. I don't know if you two agree. Well, well we yeah. should get... Should, 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 should. If not, I will disconnect everything. I, think, I mean, I, I wanted City, if, especially if Fan was going, I want City... I wanted... We're having some real technical issues tonight, aren't we? Ian, you're you're yeah, crap, can you hear me? You're breaking in and out. You're breaking yeah, in and out. Yeah, just it's just coming it's just coming in and out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Should we should we kind of uh, go back to kind of normal routine here? Kind of start off routine here and start off with <laughs> get that feedback. Um, start off with with City's lineup tonight. So. Yeah, we we can do that. Can you can you hear me any better now? Yeah, that's, it's that's like it's like a, it's like a, we, it's like a rock band. We, it's like a rock band going through sound check at the moment, yeah. isn't it? At the stadium. All right. Okay. 
I wonder whether we, as Tips has just said, I wonder whether we kind of log out and I think if we hang up and dial back in again and just see where we go from there, because I think it's going to be pretty poor otherwise. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm I think gonna, that's a good idea. I'm going to... All right, gonna, okay. Gonna... Right, let's, uh, let's do that. Uh... Right, I'm back in. Right, I can hear you now, Dave. Was can I you hear me? Right, can oh, you hear me? Got yeah, I can, hear, I, I can hear you, Mark. Can you both hear me? Yes, we can both hear you. I'm not, not uh, sure Dave's you. paid the bill on the podcast, I think. Yeah, that's why I don't think he's put any money in the meter. No, I, I thought uh, I'd, I'd have quite liked City to assign Kiefer more if Fam left. I think Fam's a much better footballer, but... I think Kiefer Moore would give us something that we haven't got. And I think Wilson, you're right, was a menace. We didn't get one of my, if I had a complaint, it was we let them put too many balls in the box. And we should have, yeah. there's two ways of doing it. You either stop the ball once it comes in the box, it's far easier to stop the ball coming in the box, particularly from wide areas. Yeah, I think on, on that, Ian. Sorry, I'm, I'm echoing now. I think That's second right, half, second half, we changed it a little bit. So I think first half we got a little bit exposed down Jack Hunt's side because Semenyo got caught between kind of going to the ball and, and following Bennett, who kind of got in behind him, and that created a kind of two on one against Hunt, and our kind of position was a little bit off. But I think what we did second half was we we got that sorted. We made them go inside and we made them kind of cross by almost cutting the angle down. So although Wilson was effective down the other side, cutting onto his left foot, when that angle's down, it's a bit like Elias, isn't it? You kind of get a lot of oohs and ahs from crosses, but not a lot actually comes from them. And I think that was a kind of a sensible tactic. Yeah, and they also never really got they never really got behind us. I think Nage cut out a, a, a really a really terrific cross that was going for Bakuna when he would have got in behind, but he caught forced it out for a corner. And I think Hunt, Hunt's uh, stopped uh, Gratz saw that the bit the back post and the back forward really defended so well from corners because that's what I really expected them to hurt us today, and they didn't. And and to think what you saw a game out from the from scoring in the second minute in one of the best flowing moves that we've we played in, in a long time is, is fantastic because it's a side that we just don't see at Bristol City. It's, a, it's, an Arsenal, it's an Arsenal type resilient performance. We just don't see it, do we? Well, partic- particularly when you think with, with great respect to both men, um, <coughs> we, we are struggling for height in the defence. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, you, you, you must have two of the smallest fullbacks in the league. In, in De Silva and Hunt, um, and you know they're they're good. Don't get me wrong, they're good players. But who's that shuffling paper about? I think it's just feedback. No, that's it. Sounds like somebody's shuffling a load of paper about on a desk or in a drawer or something. What are you trying to do? I, I was on mute, so oh, yeah, right. I don't know whether it's Dave's connection. Whether he's kind of impacted everything else or not, I don't know. I wonder if he can just unplug his mic. Yeah, yeah, that's hey, that that's if he can hear us. So, okay, um, going through the team now. Let's do uh, marks out of ten before we get on to other subjects. Like I think in- injuries would be worth talking about. Um, Mark, Dave, just go through the side 
and give us your marks out of 10 from 1 to 11. Okay. Um, Bentley, I gave an 8. Jack Hunt, I gave a 7. Viner, I gave an 8. Callas, I gave a 7. De Silva, I gave a 7. Patterson, I gave a 7. Naji, I gave a, an 8. And probably shaded my man of the match, I think. Um, O'Dowd, I gave a 7. Semenyo, a 6. Martin, a 7. And Wells, a 6. So a range of a couple of sixes, quite a lot of sevens and a, and a few eights, basically down our spine of our team. Yeah. Okay, Mark? I'd agree with all of those except for Callas, who was an eight and, and was my man of the match, although I was really impressed with Nadge. And he gave us something that we you know we haven't had. Somebody who can really read the passing lanes well. He's a very intelligent player, breaks up play well, and, and he, and he, he pass, passes the ball crisply. Uh, you know, I'm operating in that space. And when he's got somebody like Joe Williams alongside him, I think we're going to have a great centre in midfield. Yeah, well, that'd be a question uh, tactically. I, I wouldn't disagree with, with uh, most of the marks you, you gave. I thought, apart from that one crossfield pass, I thought Naki Wells tried hard, but he had a bit of a quiet game. He had one decent run in the second half when uh, Pack brought him down. But um, uh, I, I think it'd be interesting to see when these players come back, um, Dean Holden's going to have a little bit of a headache uh, no pun intended with <laughs> who, who he brings in for example I think he can fit um, Backinson and Naj uh, or Williams and Naj or Williams and Backinson into the same midfield but then you're virtually going to have to change formation because then what do you do to fit uh, Jamie Patterson in the side or Callum O'Dowda or, or don't you, Dave? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. I think, you know, all, all summer we talked about, you know, having a midfield three and having lots of options in there. And and, and we've gone to a 4-3-3 three, three tonight. So we've still got three in the midfield, but it's, it, it feels a very different shape because we've got three up front rather than two or three forwards anyway, depending on how you play them. So yeah. I, I don't know how, whether this was a, a, a long-term change or, or not, to be honest. Uh, I think it was the right change tonight with um, the fact that Cardiff went one up top. I think uh, I think before the game I was saying, I think they might go 4-4-2, in which case we might want to go three at the back, so we've got two markers and a spare. But as, they, as it worked out, I think he picked the right side. And I think we started quite, kind of quite brightly, but I think selection is always going to be one of those difficult things to know at the moment because it feels very much as if it's kind of reactionary to some extent based on, on injuries and, and, and also the kind of question of rotation. And I think until we've got a full complement in there with, say, Williams and Walsh coming in, I, I, I'm not quite sure how, how I see it playing out perhaps in, in, in the next in the next group of games after the break. I think I think the word you're thinking of here is, is like serendipity, serendipity or, or happy accident. Because if you think Nadge Nadge was completely out of the picture until Backinson, you know, has gone ill, and since he's come in, he's looked he's looked very effective, and we we switched formation, and uh, he's been you know he's been a standout player. Well, you know he's, he did well in the in the Huddersfield game, quite effective, much better tonight, and he really does offer us something, something we just haven't seen this season because he. He's just been down the pecking order, but once he stepped on the pitch, he's looked class. Yeah, I, I, I mean, then again, you'd have to look at why hasn't Naj been? I mean, Naj couldn't, uh, and Masengo couldn't even get in the squad mm. at the start of the season. So I don't know 
if if he's decided he's performing better in training, I, I think a lot of it is necessity. Um, is the mother of invention, and I think he's Dean Holden's had to look at what he's got. When you think we had um, Edwards, and uh, it's not it, is it the brother of the Edwards that's, that's on yeah. there? Yeah, and, and your Edwards, I know, I know Edwards. Is it Grimsby, isn't he? And it's Opie Edwards who's, who's here, isn't that right, Dave? I think it might be the other way round. Not sure. Are you there, Dave? I was just trying to stay on mute to see because I think I'm getting loads of echo. But yes, Awura Edwards is the one who's at Broomsby. He's the younger brother of Opie Edwards who was on the bench now. Yeah, and, what, what, and, what and is, Towler, is that Riley? Right, Riley Towler. What is uh, what is Edwards? What, what position does he play, Dave? Do you know? Well, he's, he's, he's always been a, a winger. And, but I think with the, the change across the whole club to look at a back three, he's been playing right wing back in the 23s. Yeah, I know that uh, Tanger has been playing um, left, left side of the left side of the defence, and also playing. Um, he can also play holding midfield. I've seen. I've actually seen Tanger play a few times, and he's he, he will get stuck in, and he's got a really nice left foot. Yeah, he's quite elegant on the ball, isn't he? From the, the little bits I've I've seen of him. But I tell you, I think he's a converted midfielder. So he's played in midfield most of his time, and over the last. I think back end the last season he, he ended up moving back into a, a kind of left centre back position. So he's a yeah. is he a good is he a good technical player that's confident on the ball because that seems to be you know our pl the players from you know from from one to eleven seem very good on the ball this season that, that that's been a big difference to our player I think. Well, all the all the lads that come through the academy are good technically. I I noticed that about them all. They'll all get stuck in, even if they're not the biggest. Uh, player in the world, uh, they'll all get stuck in. Um, but their first touch when they're passing, if you look at uh, Morton, who's up at um, Grimsby as well, um, I think he's up at Grimsby, a left-sided midfielder. He was at Forest Green Rovers. I mean, he's got a hell of a hell of a ping in his left foot. So, yeah, I think with those, the future looks bright. But obviously tonight they have to play them, or they'd have been over there with. Um, Five subs. In, in fact, there's an interesting quote. Uh, Neil Harris ended his interview with the EFL, letting them have five subs. And then they said, well, how many did you use tonight? He said, well, two. <laughs> so you'd think, well, three's enough then, isn't it? But um, I, I'm, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually in favour of five subs because of all these um, injuries that people are getting. And I don't know if you listened. I did a bit on Radio Bristol. And uh, there's a tweet come out of Fulham saying that Mawson, Mawson's had an operation, but there's no hint of what the operation is and um, how, what, what the uh, what the timescale is looking to be. Yeah, sorry, were you speaking to me? Um, I don't know if you were speaking to me, Danny, and somebody put a call cut in. I do apologise. Do you think that we're likely, with uh, Mawson as... Um, had an operation. Now we don't know what the operation is. I'm trying to find out, um, but we don't. I'm, I'm I'm interested in when he might be back because if it's a minor knee operation, like a clean up, mm. then he might be back um, at Christmas at the latest. Uh, or is it ones like Andy Andy Byman where he's out for the season, or Baker where he's out until just after Christmas? Yeah, we, we, we talked about Alfie Mawson. I, I didn't hear you very well. Sorry. Yeah, we are. I, I think the 
certainly the word that came out of the club last week was that it's not an ACL, it's a knee. So, you know, we're probably talking something like cartilage or something like that. And uh, it could be just a quick quick tidy up. Could be, a, you know, a, a bucket handle, which is what I've done a couple of times. And I guess it depends on how much cartilage he's got left in his knee from his previous operation. So... I would imagine the lack of news, I can only think is some sensitivity around it in the fact that, you know, maybe it's touch or go for it. Could, you know, I, I hope it's not, but it could be a, you know, a career ender. Couldn't it? And I think in that case, yeah. it's not our club's position to come out and, and make that news. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, sorry, I, I think they could do um, something along the lines of, um, same as they did with Andy Vyman. Basically, just just say, yep, yeah, he's out for the season, and, and then everybody knows. And it, it's we don't have to know the ins and outs of it, and the whys and wherefores, or what's happened before. Um, but you know, it'd be nice to know. And then, I mean, if he, let's say he was going to come back in three weeks, there'd be a lot less people pressing Dean Holden to go out and sign a sign a free agent centre back. Yeah, exactly, and it's and this is and this is career that's and, and also it's his career that's his stake as well, isn't it? It's uh, you know if something's in the balance because he's had two two knee operations in the last two seasons and he's missed four months uh, each time. Yeah, I mean it, it could be a um, a touch of the touch of the nat of the um, Benicophobies again, but Bennett came back. I mean, Bennett did his ACL and came back. All right, I know we had the um, uh, break with COVID, but at least he he came back and he, he he did manage to get himself fit. And I think he's had is it four or five ACLs? He certainly had had more than two. Yeah, I think he's had. I think he's had three. No, he's had, um, he's had two. He had two 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 ACLs, Bennett. One on each knee, and then that was that was his third last yeah. season. Right. And I think so, we go through. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say, um, should we go through some moments in the game, perhaps starting with the goal, uh, as that was the best bit of the game, <laughs> from our point of view? Will you, you kick us off on that then, Mark? Well, I think um, I think it, I think uh, Patterson or or, or uh, O'Dowda intercepts the ball in our half from Cardiff. I think Pato uh, moves the ball across to O'Dowda, who makes a good run into their half and plays it to Wales on the left. Back to Patterson, across, he looks up, sees Semenyo in a great position on the right flank and he plays a, a pass back across the six-yard box through the legs of one of their defenders and, and Martin meets it uh, on the half turn. Perfect. 1-0, you know, what, 1 minute 42 seconds I thought I saw on the clock. What could be better than that? It's just uh, totally unexpected. From a team that went out 4-3-3. Then after that, it was a bit nip and tuck, and then really they turned the screw. They turned the screws after that. I mean, how did you two see the goal? I, I thought it was a bad ball back from Patterson. To, I think it was Patterson anyway to Viner, and, and Viner clipped a lovely ball, kind of like thirty yards into the centre circle to O'Dowda, and that was the, the ball that kind of broke the lines and put us away. I think O'Dowda went out to Wells. Wells then cut in, played it square to Patterson. Patterson looked like he was coming inside to shoot on his left foot and just dinked a lovely little ball to Semenyo, rolled it through a couple of players' legs and Martin tapped in. I thought the keeper maybe could have done a little bit better with it, but it really seemed to make much of it. Everybody's fantastic goal all the way, really, from, from Zach Viner's initial pass. And his first goal for us, and the first goal of the league goal of the season as well, wasn't it, after all those assists? 
Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't realise you hadn't scored yet. You've uh, you've educated me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no, was a really really good goal. And I, and I thought for for spells in that first half when we did keep the ball, I thought if we could have just been a bit braver with our forward play. I thought we could have got at them a bit, but we probably just played a little bit safe. And I think, you know, sometimes that's just nature of going 1-0 up so early, not wanting to let them straight back in it. And in some respects, we, we managed the game pretty well. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I had a moan to Dave at half-time about cha us changing formation, didn't I? I think I gave you a bit of headache with that, Dave. Every every half time this season, I get a text from Mark saying we should change the formation. It's, I'm the worst person to ask that because, as you know, I'm I'm not a big formation man. So I just thought we were giving out the ball too easy. But according to the commentators, and I'm no I'm no expert uh, alongside you, Dave. You know your analysis. But according to them, we did change it to four four one one by dropping Wells back into midfield. You didn't see my text back, but I think we went four one four one without the ball. Oh, four one four one. Yeah, yeah, so I'll let I'll let you off. But yeah, so I, I think we tried to to play four three three with the ball, and four one four one without without it, which is you know fair, fairly kind of standard approach, really. But I thought what we did, we we got our distances a lot better between our kind of defence and midfield. Certainly in Semenyo down down our right side, I thought he. He helped hunt a lot more, and I don't mind them crossing balls from the touchline because you've got a long time to see the ball. What you don't want is to get them kind of 10, 15 yards in from the touchline, approaching the 18-yard box and getting crosses in, which is what they tended to do first half. They had a couple of really good pullbacks. I think there was one to Wilson, which he completely missed hit. Um, so yeah, took an yeah, I think we, saw, yeah. we sorted a few things out. I just thought we looked a, little, a lot more comfortable second half. I don't think they had that many chances second half. No, and I think the reason was we, we got a lot tighter to them when the, when the crosses came in, but we tracked we tracked them better on the flanks because I think Semenyo and um, I think maybe whoever was on the right-hand side, Patterson, O'Dowda, the ball was just going down the, the flanks far too easily in the first half. We started the second half similarly. But I think we, we, we changed it and, and Semenya was, was a lot better and it was a really mature performance in the end. And that Glatzel came on and he went 4-4-2. But you didn't see the guy. He was totally anonymous. The balls just came across and went out of play. And uh, Dan Bentley's positioning was perfect again, fielded the crosses uh, as, the, as the corners came in. And Wilson just drifted out the game. Drifted out the game completely, I think. And it was job done. Yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest, Wilson may, would on another day. I think in the Premier League, he might have found himself sent off because he, he went in two-footed and a little bit high against Bentley. Now, I don't. he didn't cap Bentley. In fact, if anything, it was the other way round. But uh, if you had VAR in play, I think he'd have been lucky to stay on the field. Yeah, I think VAR... Um, you know, get you know, get, things are going to individual moments are going to get reviewed a lot more with that. And he's yeah, he did dive in with both feet and nearly came off worse. He was down for a couple of minutes and, but recovered. But yeah, it was a silly, it was a, a bit of a cynical challenge when he, he had no chance of getting the ball towards the end of the first half. But apart from I think one cross he put in his left foot, really, I was really surprised that he drifted out of the game because I thought he was going to be uh, their match winner tonight. He had one really 
a great shot in the first half of little backflip from about 30 yards on the right and it was arrowing towards the top corner but just went over that's what the guy's capable of he's, he's a very good player at this level and I'm surprised he hasn't gone to a lower Premier League team because he does need first team football because of course he's in the well squad guarantee probably for uh, for the, uh, the Euros next year yeah I think but there's a there's a big difference um in the in the levels that you need, I mean, he, he was at a Premier League side last year. He played for Bournemouth last year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't remember what happened to them. Oh, oh yeah, they got relegated. <laughs> so, um, so I think that um, there's there's a thing about levels, and and you know, you could have a really long discussion about how many of City's current squad would be. Um, if we were lucky enough to get promoted, how many, how many a City squads uh, would be capable of playing week, out, week in, week out in the Premier League? And my, my honest opinion is not many, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. The teams are the sum of his parts. I mean, even Huddersfield's managed two seasons, Ian. It, it, we, you know, they, 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 they got away with it the first season, but they still managed two seasons in the Premier League, and, and they, they did brilliantly. Bournemouth managed five, and Sheffield United, they're, they're struggling now, but they did really well last season, and they're, they got no stars playing for them. They're just a, they were just a very good unit. Yeah, and, and, and arguably, you could say since they introduced some um, inverted commas um, stars that they've lost a little bit of what they what what the what they had their mojo if you will yeah 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 I was just going to add on that I thought that them going to four four two with Glatzel played into our hands a bit and I thought we actually I thought we saw it out relatively well yeah there was a there was a brilliant header or challenge at the back post from from Jack Hunt from uh, I think I'm trying to think who crossed that ball in it might have been Bakuna where he was kind of almost on his goal line and, and made the guy head it backwards and I thought you know I think there was a real desire out there from from to like to to get us across the line really impressed yeah because I thought Cardiff bullied us a bit in the first half but we in the second half we looked a lot stronger that's what I was worried about about us than really sort of pummeling us uh, you know, lead with with uh, Kieran Moore leading, uh, Kiefer Moore lead, leading the charge up front. But we didn't. We just didn't. We looked a lot more. Phys- we looked a lot more physical in the second half, and that's what we really want to see. We want to see a meaner city, don't we? Because a lot of the, all of those other teams, they don't uh, worry about uh, kicking players and leaving them on the floor with tactical fouls. It's until um, they start bringing in Simbins, it's part and parcel of the game, and. Uh, if if they do it, you know, like, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. I say. Well, we actually we actually got a yellow card, our first one in four games tonight, and I, I think that was for so that was for Dave Martin. So you know, it's not. Um, <laughs> but if you can, if you can if you can defend that long, I mean, okay, we're second in in the league. Yes, there's a, a round of games tomorrow, so that can all change. But if we went through the season, um, quarter of the season gone, more than the quarter of the season. Or, or sorry, about a quarter of the season gone. Uh, if we did what we did now, we'd have eight, 84 points, which probably wouldn't be enough to see us go up automatically, but it would be probably held on for third place. 
Um, can we do? Can we do what Donald Trump would said? Would say? Can we? Can we stop the season now? And and, and we won promotion. I think you know we're in second place. We stop the season now, and uh, you know any any other games are illegal, and we just take promotion to the Premier League. Can we do that? Can we? Yeah, can we, we can. That? I don't know. I'd like I'd like to second it, and that means is there's only three of us on the course carried by a majority. <laughs> So, no, I, I think, um, I mean, we, we've got, coming back after uh, the international break, assuming nobody that goes away gets injured, we or will COVID. be able to add um, Jiju, Backinson, Williams and Walsh to the team. Um, I think we have to rule out Mawson, Baker, Stettignon, Boyman's out for the season. So... We have to rule those three out. Um, can you mute your mic? Because they hear children screaming. I thought there was a horse on a keyboard. No, um, yeah, I no. think, yeah. I think I'm okay. Yeah, mute when you're not talking. Good idea. Apologies. Um, who's that yeah I, I think we need a um, if you look at the look at the players there'll be those four players back to add to what we got so do we finish up with an embarrassment of riches and then start to struggle to pick the best team from it as it's happened with City in the past a few times where we, we've had so many players to pick from we've changed the side a lot and it hasn't worked do we do we do that, or do we stick with what we've? Um, uh, do we do we uh, stick stick to what we've got, or do we um, uh, do we change things up when players like Williams and Backinson are and indeed Gigi, uh are available? Uh, Dave, I think there's got to be a, a, an element of rotation as we go through in the next group of fixtures. Uh, I think it's another God knows how many games in a, in a short space of time leading up to Christmas. And I, and I think that does make it difficult. You want to get a settled side, but I don't think you can do it this season. And you have to accept that there'll be a drop-off sometimes because you pick different players and you get a lack of familiarity. In fairness, Holden's done a pretty good job in trying to keep the team as, as same as possible until I think it was Swansea. And I think he probably... I think that that was the game. Sorry, the game before he said I probably should have changed it. At, at, was it Barnes? I'm trying to remember which game was before and, and uh, no, Middlesbrough, wasn't it? I should have changed it against Middlesbrough, but I thought they could go two games in four days after a break. And I think you know, hopefully, you'll learn from that next as we go to the next round of fixtures and say, yeah, okay, we we might have to change it after Derby just because you're going to have to keep people fresh. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to we're just going to have to get used to seeing a lot of changes this season. I think you know we're going to get we're going to get the odd COVID uh, positive, and I think players are just going to get injured with the uh, you know with with, with the, the the number of matches that are coming up. I know we have got Derby on the twenty first. Who do we play after that? I think we've got two home games in a row, haven't we? Um, I'll be totally honest with you. I I will take I will take a look, uh, caller. And uh, just you talk amongst yourselves till I get back. 
I think Philip, I think Philip Cock, who's um, still in charge there, which probably would probably give us a chance, wouldn't it, against uh, against Derby? And you know they're going to give a going to give us an, op- an open game. I think if we can get our home form sorted out, I mean we won four out of six away games. I mean that's pretty impressive, isn't it, at this stage of the season? Didn't expect that at all. I've, I think we've 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 struggled a little bit at home, but if we can if we can uh, be as effective at home as we are away, I think we've got a good chance of reaching the top six this season. I think, yeah, sorry. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't come off mute then for some reason, so I was frantically trying to call. So the games we come back to are Saturday against Derby, Wednesday, Watford, both at home, away to Redden on the Saturday, away to QPR on a Tuesday, home to Birmingham on the Saturday, home to Blackburn on the Wednesday, away to Rotherham on the Saturday, home to Millwall on the Tuesday. Um, then it's um, Saturday against Preston. Then we get a break. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got nine, nine games in 30 days. That's um, that's an approach to Christmas. I know it's 20, on the 12th days. of December, isn't it? Who do we play? Yeah. So Rotherham's on the 12th of December, I think, isn't it? We would have been yeah. up, up, at the, up at the New York Stadium because I was hoping to attend that because my sister uh, lives uh, just a couple of miles away f- from there, which looks like I'm going to miss that, unfortunately. But uh, who do we play uh, at Christmas? Christmas is on Boxing Day. It's Wick- Wickham at home. And then it's Luton away on the Tuesday. And then we go Brentford on on the Saturday away. We always day. seem to play. We always seem to play Brentford around New Year. Have you noticed that Christmas New Year for some reason? Well, I think look looking at those games. I mean, the the uh, fantastic form we're in. Uh, they're all winnable games, aren't they? I, I think the most difficult one that we well we've got two coming up. That that one of them looks. A stinker, and that's the home game to Watford because I think they'll be thereabouts. That's that's live on Sky, and then we're live on Sky against Reading the following Saturday. So um, it'll it, we're going to need to use all the players in the squad. There's no doubt, and I'm I'm just wondering what formation do you think uh, Dean Olden's going to settle on, Dave? I I think. <laughs> If he can get another centre back in, I think he might still prefer the back the back three. But I think today and you know the performance the other night against Huddersfield are giving real food for thought that actually he's got something he can change up to that's quite quite flexible and not not a million miles away from the, the, the system we we had. So it kind of sounds a bit bad to go from a back three to a back four and it's not not that different. But if you think that if they're only playing one up top more could come into midfield and everyone could kind of shuffle or more sorry not more Viner could go to right back you, you, you're kind of not that different all you're doing is you're getting another forward up there so I think it's kind of a swapping a centre back for a forward but the rest of it's not a million miles away it's probably not very the, the greatest tactical summary from me but um, I can see some similarities do we need um, uh, do do we need to do anything, do you think, uh, just taking for the moment that we have no outgoings in January, do we need to bring any players in if everyone's fit? And at the moment, do we need to go go out and get that experienced free agent centre-back? Uh, Mark? 
It looked like it was a, a life or death situation a couple of weeks ago because we lost Mawson, and of course we've already lost Baker until at, at least December. Um, and so you know, playing playing three five two with with Moore's loss of form, we we were desperate for more cover. But now he switched to four. Maybe it's not as pressing. But then of course, with the games coming up, and you know, you get the odd you get the odd yellow cars. You're going to get inevitable injuries. It wouldn't hurt. And I would imagine if they were getting somebody, they would have already made contact by now, and, and you'd expect them to do some business in 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 the in the next two weeks if they do, and get a, a, and just get some cover there on a very short contract like they did with Rodri last year you know just a a, a two-month contract to see if, to see if it works because it won't do any harm uh you know with the world world that we are I think if City could sort out that midfield I mean and, and Dave um touched on it earlier if we can you know going forward if we can be braver on the ball we could make that work um, as either a four-three-three or even a four-two-three-one, because I think we could play Martin as the lone as the lone uh, lone striker because he he holds up the ball well, and you can imagine the other three breaking uh, breaking beyond it. I mean, he, he's, he's only good, he might only score a handful of goals a season, but he's, he's setting goals up. He's such a good player and bringing bringing players into into the game. Very good touch in the penalty area, uh, and all the assists he got are tantamount to that, both in the air and on the ground. If you saw some of the passes that he made at, at the end of the game, and he recycled that ball for Semenyo for uh, for the, the second goal and the reverse pass he got to him at Huddersfield, that, that, uh, where he was just offside uh, from the corner of the uh, of the six yard box. Um, you know, I think he's been the final of the season, really, as a free transfer. So we could, like I said, we could play four-two-three-one, if not four-three-three. But I think it's going to be the addition of Williams is really going to, uh, you know, if he's fit and firing, he's going to move us up a level. I think. Dave, if you're if you're if you're Dean Holden tomorrow, do you um, and and you've got a chance of an experience. Let, let's say, we'll say Ryan Shotton because that's the one everybody's talking about. If you get a chance of signing him until the end of the season tomorrow, do you go for it? And can you see us doing anything uh, if we don't have any outgoings in the January window? Um, assuming assuming the, the news on Mawson is you know longish term as well, or not not even back at all this season, then absolutely yes. I think we need that. And I think with Baker, we then go into the second half of the season or you know, the next period of season with five centre backs. Shot Shotton's no mug, is he? You know, he's played at this level and above. He's not he's only I think just thirty two. So he, yeah, you know, he's not past it or anything like that, you know. And I thought I thought actually we got good service out of Ashley Williams last year. There, there are a few aberrations, but you know, in the main I thought he was a decent decent signing. I think it was other recruitment issues that uh, tainted that and, and obviously his red cards as well. In terms of other players, I think there's a good chance that we'll know what's happening with Fam, won't we? And, and if Fam is not going to sign a contract, he might be staying here at the end of the season. But there's a big part of me that says, might we want to try and get someone in and bed them in during the second half of the season ready for next year? I don't know. That's a bit of an unknown for me. Um, but I think the rest of the squad is is okay, apart from perhaps right back where, obviously, we don't know on, about Steven Sessegnon either. But I think otherwise, we're, we're okay. Just a couple of little ones to worry about, maybe. Yeah, um, I think it's it's. it's I, I mean, if we get let's let's consider this. Let's say 
we got an offer of a million pounds for fam um, at at Christmas. Um, would you sell him, Mark? If we only if we had um, you know somebody that somebody that could come in because. Uh, uh, you know, is a is a substitute or even a starter. He's effective at both ends of the pitch. I don't think he's as clever a player as Chris Martin. Uh, you know, from, from what we've seen this season, because he's only been playing in fits and starts. But I just I think he does give us give us something, fam, and he will chip in with a few goals. So I'd only let him go if there was a you know ready made replacement who could help us defend from corners when, he, when he's uh, when he's in our area because. Um, we, we we will be short of strikers. We you know you need you're going to need at least at least four four strikers in the club uh, in case of injuries. And uh, like I said, yeah, we need to get something for him because he'll just run his contract down. But only if we get uh, a replacement, and that, that that'll be difficult. I think there, Ian, you could go into the loan market, couldn't you? I think I think if someone offered me anything between one and two million for Fam and saving half a season's wages, if he's not going to sign a contract, I'd take their hand off for it. I know that's not you know not the greatest financial move, but I think it's it's kind of forced on us, and I think we we then have to look at maybe getting some Premier player or on, on loan for the second half of the season. Yeah, I'd I'd like to think that. Um... Uh, I, I'd like to think we could we could do that, and and as you say, your suggestion about bringing in a loan player um, is is that I can't see Fam signing a new contract. Uh, it, I mean, perhaps on the next podcast we can go through the players that are out of contract. Some are obvious ones you wouldn't worry about, like Marty Watkins, uh, Rene Gil Martin, who's, who's a coach these days, not a player. Um, but we've got some important ones that can walk or sign with a club abroad free of charge. You know, Jack Hunt, Jamie P, um, Fam, and Liam Walsh, who are players I'd all like to keep. And all together, I think we've got about 14 million quid we spent on those players. And I don't really want to see them uh, walk in for nothing. So, OK, I, I think our time is almost up. And we just need to... Um, sum up by saying I think we'd have all taken uh, 20 points after 11 games and um, I think hopefully we can come back and come back in good form with more fit players and everybody fit and healthy uh, bar the long-termers of which there are now uh, four um, fit and healthy uh, and, and get up to Christmas and still be in the same position yeah, I think we've gone from we've gone from 13 minutes away from from a, a poor defeat to a Huddersfield team to getting you know six points from two away games, uh, where I think we've we've to- we've totally matured uh, as a team and as a unit, and we've seen another side of City we just didn't expect to see after the last few weeks' drab performances. I think you know we're, 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 things are really looking up, and that's with the with the club uh, with injury. You know, club pushed to his limit, stretch really stretched with injuries, and the, the breaks come at a really good time for us. And I think we'll we'll, we'll still look good uh, in two weeks' time. And and, and I, I I look forward to improved performances and more wins. 
Yeah, I think that's, that's fair enough, Mark. I think I said last week that these next two games against the two middling teams in the table would probably show us where we are. And although I don't think, obviously, performance is that with vintage, Mark, as you say, I think come away with six points actually shows there's a bit of fight in the side as well. And I, I think well, you know, we've, ended, been... we've ended up these 11, these 11 games in a really good position with a, with a, you know, a pretty difficult spell because of injuries. Yeah, and I think yeah. we've seen the like we, we've we've seen an improvement in the likes of um, Callum O'Dowder, the re-emergence of uh, of Adam Nadge, um, great some great uh, you know a great cameo performance by Semenyo, and he you know he, he he did a good he did a good job today when the team had to defend uh, from the front and track his man on the right flank did very well today. Um, so you know, is is a unit. I think the only the only player who suffered a little bit, and, and, he, and he, I think he conceded a handball near the end that left us a little bit of a threat. For the only little bit of a weak link we've got at the moment is, is with Chris Brunt. But I think with him, maybe it's down to fitness, and I think you know um, he, he'll get up to speed in a couple of weeks' time, and, and hopefully he'll come back stronger too. Okay, lads. Well, we've got to wrap it up now. Um, so. All of you keep smiling, have a good break, and no yeah. doubt we'll yeah. do something in, in a couple of weeks' time to preview the Derby game, pick up on any news that's come out, and um, we'll probably do one after the Derby game, and then another one either on the evening of the 25th after Watford or the next day. So everybody stay well, and uh, yeah. see you soon. Yeah, cheers all. Yeah, stay safe, safe everybody, and uh, everybody... Everybody who's listening, stay safe for you and all your families too. You take care. No, no. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.